Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Episode 19, Finding Your Most Confident, Authentic, and Happy You with Amy Rushworth. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high-vibe, soul-soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Amy is a certified life coach and health coach supporting women to reclaim new levels of health and happiness. Her sole purpose is to help women uncover the deep roots of their health and confidence issues and ditch the habits that hold them back. Besides her work as a certified life and health coach, she's also an eternal optimist, a supportive and non-judgmental ear, an empowering friend who wants you to become the person you most want to be. She believes it is never too late to rewrite your story and turn your life around. And through all her work, wants to help you master the most confident, happy and authentic you. Hello. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good, darling. How are you? I'm really good, really good. good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super, super excited to have you on the podcast because as a very good friend of mine, the universe very kindly brought us together in a, I don't know, a random way, as usual, as it always does. And you have been someone that's been extremely infectious and extremely helpful on my own personal journey and my own goals. And I just love your persistence in helping people finding their authenticity and light and mastering their most confident selves. And your work that you're doing in the industry is absolutely amazing. So I'm super excited to have you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's literally a dream to be on your podcast. Oh, bless you. So sweet. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking all things confidence, authenticity and happiness, as I feel like it's one of those topics that I find really interesting in the industry because there's a lot of talk about, you know, being your confident self and being your most authentic self and finding happiness. And I think a lot of people are like, okay, that's really great. The feedback I've had from a lot of people is that it's really great that we're all talking about it and we're promoting it, but how do we get to 
grips with it? How do we actually get down and dirty on becoming more confident, more authentic, and actually more to the point, what does authenticity even mean? So today we're going to be discussing all of those things, which I know as a life coach and wellness coach yourself, they're kind of your key pillars, aren't they? For when you're working with your clients. So I guess firstly, like I do with all of the people that I have on, I'd love to go into a little bit of detail about your backstory, how you wound up as a life coach, what kind of struggles you face, because I know for you, it's been a bit of a transformation. You haven't always been here and you haven't always been this happy, confident and loving person. So please do share your story because I know our audience always love to hear a little bit about where you're coming from. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to talk to you about it. So things have really changed over the span of probably four years. In 2014, I was really out of control. I was in a totally different career to what I'm in now. I worked in the fashion industry, which has a completely different vibe and set of values, obviously, to the wellness industry. But I was doing my thing in the fashion industry and I had quite a great career. I landed my dream job straight out of university. But immediately, as this often happens, I felt like a bit of an imposter. So I was working quite long hours. I was really stressed. I spent a lot of my money on designer clothes and things like that. And I always felt like an imposter and just not good enough and that I didn't really deserve to be where I was. And so I was kind of managing this double life where I had this really glamorous fashion job and I was doing that. But on the side, I was having this really unhealthy lifestyle, which was almost a bit of a secret. So I'd be drinking and going out a lot. I was smoking, using drugs. I was in a really unhealthy relationship And it really all came to a head in 2014 and I ended up in therapy and I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder Mm -hmm. and anxiety and depression. So yeah, I was at an all-time low. But from there, that was where I started to really reassess where I was, where my life was going and what I wanted to create basically from rock bottom. So yeah, that was kind of the meltdown that changed it all and from where my story begins. But I think it's something that people really resonate with because a lot of the clients that come to see me and people that I talk to, often it is things like a breakup or a loss or being fired that really kickstarts them into a new way of being. And that's so interesting because mine was exactly the same. I always say it was like a two-pronged attack. It was a really bad breakup and also my health that kind of like spiraled my mental health and my whole health journey out of control. I'd always Mm. battled with like food intolerances. I think the breakup and the anxiety around that then made that all heightened and it actually just completely spiraled out of control. And we're going to go into this a little bit later about how essentially, like you just said, there's always something that happens that then allows a breakthrough to happen and we'll go on to that but let's start right from the beginning if we talk about wellness obviously your name is wellness with amy you're a wellness slash life coach and i feel like wellness is something that sits at the heart of a lot of the stuff that i do you know when people ask me who i am i'm like oh i'm a wellness coach and i have a online wellness magazine and i think the term itself is actually quite broad so like what does wellness really mean to you because i think we're moving more out of what do i look like and how do i feel And that's why the industry's become not really health and fitness, it's become wellness. So what does that word mean to you? It's such a broad term, isn't it? And the industry is getting so big. But for me, wellness is a state of mind and a state of being. So it is a big holistic picture that takes into account feeling good enough about yourself, you know, lowering your stress levels, 
do you believe in yourself? What are your habits like? What are your relationships like? Yeah. How much joy do you have? Are you spiritually connected? And all of these pieces of this puzzle of your life connect together in order to give you that sense of well-being. And when things are out of balance or lacking and they fall at the wayside, that's when symptoms can actually physically start to emerge in your body or in your mindset or your mental health. So I like to really work with clients to focus less on things like food and fitness, although they can be really complementary, but rather up-level their confidence and up-level their beliefs and their self-esteem and look at how that fits into their busy everyday life. And that's, I think, where it falls, isn't it? It's such a holistic, all-rounded approach. And I actually think that a lot of the issues where people are potentially getting, not lost, but confused is because there's almost so much for them now to work on. Mm. Like people are starting to realise that it isn't just about how they look or what their gym routine looked like that week or what their food looked like that week. They've now got to contend with, okay, I need to also look at like what my relationship issues are and who have I got in my life that's around me and am I happy in my career? And that can become overwhelming sometimes when there's areas in your whole life that need looking at. When you talk about this, do you think that it is all about the different areas of life or do you feel like it really stems down to one issue, but it's just portraying itself in different areas of your life? So for example, like self-esteem and confidence, I guess, is that the fundamental thing that we need to work on to then allow those elements of our lives to be where we want them to be? Absolutely. So one of my key messages of my business is that I help women break up with self-doubt and stress. And I use that word stress because it's something that people can very easily interpret and relate to. But when you get into the nitty gritty of a coaching session with me or a program with me, we uncover what the root causes of that stress are. And usually they're things like a limiting belief about your self-worth. So many of the women, probably most of the women that I've ever worked with have a limiting belief that they're worthless and often they aren't really aware of that until they start doing some of the inner work and tracking where that limiting belief Mm -hmm. manifested for them and then uncovering how that limiting belief continues to manifest in their habits. And often habits around food, habits around exercise, or particularly habits around women dating and pursuing particular types of relationships or engaging in destructive patterns in relationships often stems down from the same belief. So once we start to pick apart all those threads, sometimes it is one thing that unlocks the key to all the things. And so it is a holistic picture with lots of things to look at and lots of turning wheels and cogs, but actually it often comes down to a really simple set of limiting beliefs or blind spots, I call them, that people just aren't aware that they're operating out of. So if someone was working with you as a life coach, and obviously I'm sure this takes a few sessions and you go really deep, but like if someone was to take away now, how can they get to grips with what is that limiting belief or what is that block that is essentially coming out in the rest of their life like how can they get to groups of understanding what that is is it a simple thing is it going really deep is it journaling how do you get there how do we get there to actually find out what it is obviously coaching is an amazing experience because you have a supportive person there who's almost like a fly on the wall you know even myself I have coaches my friends who are coaches have coaches because 
even though we have the information and the tools to coach somebody else, the things that you often need to uncover are, like I said, blind spots. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there and you will collide with it if you change lanes. So working with coaches is obviously an amazing tool. But if you are to work independently on your own or you just want to start somewhere, journaling is an amazing tool. I think there's so many great positive psychology journals that are mainstream now and available wherever you are in the world. Positive affirmations are a great one. So even though they may not uncover the limiting belief, you can start to build your self-esteem by leveraging your strengths and leveraging your self-esteem by looking at what your unique gifts are and looking at what your unique talents are and how you bring those into your everyday rather than focusing on your downfalls or your negative aspects of yourself. But then do we not need to focus on those negative elements to figure out what is it that's our blind spots? So for me, for example, I'm trying to put it into perspective. So like, for me, I've mastered so much of my journey of career-based things and I'm aware that like self-worth for me is like a very big thing, but I don't really know how I came about that what does that mean? Like, how do I actually get to grips of understanding that it's self-worth that perhaps is maybe making me struggle with relationships still? Do you think that someone actually just needs to sit there and say to themselves, like, what is it that's blocking me here? And then just let the journaling happen? Well, I think it's important to have self-awareness and you can look at those habits, but often the reason behind negative habits or destructive habits For instance, like negative self-talk is a negative habit and that is probably the most common thing that I've ever seen and something that I've definitely had to grapple with. We know from an evidence perspective and also through my own experience with clients that the best way to empower people is to inspire them with the strengths that they already have. And the common way for people to look at their life, and I guess this is the way that we're raised in schools, is to actually focus on the things that we're not good at and how we increase those things and make those things better Mm -hmm. rather than saying, it's okay not to be good at everything. Why don't I leverage what I am really good at and focus on that? And often when you do focus on the strengths and the gifts mm-hmm. and the unique qualities that you have, yeah. those negative habits or that negative self-talk literally falls away yeah. because it doesn't have a place to exist anymore. No, and I completely agree with that. And that is something that I do and have on the program is what are we grateful for? What can we do? What are we proud of ourselves for? And I think the moment you start looking at what you have, everything changes and you forget what you don't have. And I think what you said is really interesting as well about the fact that that is kind of one of the most common things. And I guess that was my next question is what is the most common trend amongst your clients and audiences in terms of the areas they truly feel they want advice on and how to master? Do people physically come to you and say, I really want to help myself with my confidence? Or is that a byproduct of you getting to them and they're coming to you like, I'm just really unhappy and I need help with my life. And that's kind of what you end up finding. I would say confidence is probably the main concern that Mm -hmm. I see. The second one would be stress. And often the people who come for the stress, the byproduct is the confidence. And the blind spot for them has actually always been a lack of confidence, but the symptom was stress. And particularly women, even if they're in really busy corporate jobs and they are that type A personality Mm. and they're very confident on the outside, they often really struggle with their confidence on the inside. So a lot of the work that we do is beyond that surface level. And it's about how do you show up and feel confident rather than just pretending to be confident. And I think that that is so empowering for people, whether it's in the context Mm. of their career being more confident in their relationship, 
being more confident to have difficult conversations with people, being more confident in their body to get into a gym, to eat well because they feel confident. And so their eating choices come from a place of self-love and confidence rather than a place of lack. I would say confidence is probably the number one thing, although, you know, you do have people coming with other symptoms that are more health-related, but they're often emotionally linked again. I am prime example and I've always been really honest. There's a difference for me and I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about this because you said about the type A personality or like faking it, being confident, but actually really not very confident inside. And one of the things I always say to people when I'm coaching or if I'm doing a workshop or a talk is that I actually am a super confident person. I always take the room when I'm in one. I'm always the joker. I am actually confident at speaking in public. I love presenting. I love pitching. Like I have no issues with those confidence. And it's not that it's fake. I am a confident person. I'm a happy person. I'll go up and speak to people. However, I've always battled with self-confidence, as you said, like inner confidence. And are those two things separate? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people here. There will be obviously people who maybe just are not confident cannot speak in public places and do get very nervous. And a lot of people do come up to me and they say, I don't understand how you just did that event. Like, I don't understand how you just did that talk. I could never do it. And you weren't even scared. I wasn't faking that. I just wasn't scared. Do you believe there's a difference in the two different confidences? And does it have to mean that we're faking it? Or is it just that internal confidence is a very different thing? Yeah, definitely. I think confidence is the belief in yourself and your ability to succeed or to do something well. And so often if we're competent in a certain area, we can be really confident in one area and not so confident in another area. For instance, when I worked in fashion, I was very confident at my job. I was very confident that I could create an amazing photo shoot and that I could do my job really well. And, you know, I was killing it at work, but I didn't feel confident in who I was and how I was being perceived at work. There's a difference sometimes as well if you're an extrovert. So you might appear confident in the way that people perceive confidence, Mm. but actually you're just thriving off that social energy that you enjoy and that is really familiar to you. And some of the clients I see don't struggle with confidence in every area, but they do struggle in several areas. Body confidence, I think, is a really big issue for most of the women that I've seen, even though they might be really confident in their career or really confident in their relationship. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we have such a struggle with our confidence and belief in our abilities? Or I guess maybe let's start with body confidence. Why do you think there is such an issue with body confidence in the industry at the moment? You know, comparison is a huge issue. I hear this in almost every session. And even with a lot of the amazing women that I'm surrounded by in my industry, like it's really hard not to compare yourself, particularly with a lot of social media now. And the idea that you have to be this positive healthy person now can sometimes put pressure on you to not share the more negative parts of yourself and the tendency that most people have is to compare everyone else's best qualities against their own worst qualities or their perceived worst qualities and it's just a really unfair race it's not logical and it's not fair but that's the natural tendency for most people anyway and so I think comparison's like a huge culprit I admit to it as well. We were talking about this the other day at an event, actually, about how everyone compares in their own league and in their own space. So for someone looking at 
someone who's at the top of their game of where they want to be, they'll be like, well, they're just like living the dream, but they probably don't realise that that person is then comparing themselves to a set of people. And we were literally talking about this the other day about how you want to be proud of people and you're supporting of people, but there's just a natural born element to us, isn't there, that it's really tough to shake off. You know, I do it all the time. I was like, oh, I really want to do this in business. And I'm like, oh, she's just done it. Or she's done that so well. And I'm so proud of her. Yet, oh my God, I'm never going to measure up to that. How can someone overcome that comparison and how can we block it out? And does that come with building up your confidence? Definitely. So again, back to leveraging your strengths. So using strengths is an approach that is used in all types of different therapy and coaching and it's because it works and that is the key to habit change. And so if the habit change is about turning down that negative voice and turning up your self-love volume, Mm -hmm. that starts with looking at what is already great about me without me having to do anything and how can I integrate that into my day-to-day how can I leverage that? And also finding unique things about yourself, even unique and weird things about yourself yeah. that make you you and getting to grips with this idea of fitting out rather than fitting in. So fitting in is not the same as belonging and it's not even close. I think it was Brene Brown that said fitting in is about assessing a situation and becoming who you need to be to be accepted. Yeah. Whereas belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It just requires you to be who you are. Mm. So for me, a big part of my own journey has been this idea of just being okay with fitting out and okay with not being like anyone else and just being who I am and saying, you know, these are the things that I'm really good at. And even though I admire my friend over there who's doing a really good job and I think she's totally aspirational, I've got my own unique yeah. sets of strengths that I'm going to leverage over here in my own way. Yeah, and I think that's so powerful and I think you're so right. And it's more of a, the moment you say that, your energy shifts, doesn't it? And you just don't mm-hmm. even allow those thoughts to come in. And that's when I always find myself in the best state of mind and when I work with clients as well. It's just like, even when I've been personal training people, it's like, it doesn't matter what she looks like. That's her own journey. What's your journey? What's your goal? What do you want to feel? And I think you've just hit the nail on the head there with absolutely my question was going to be what is one thing that someone can take away to stop themselves comparing and you've just completely answered it so going back to like the confidence what tools do you usually offer out to people in your life coaching sessions or if someone must come and have a session with you what can they expect in terms of building up that confidence so it is all about just focusing on the strengths is that where you fundamentally start what are your strengths what am I good at and what do I have to offer it's definitely a much broader journey than that, but that is definitely the starting position because it's just been the most effective way to create long-lasting change for people, yeah. not only in their life but in their mindset. And we're on this journey for life. It's not a race, and I think it can sometimes be hard to communicate that to people because we live in this world where everything is needed right now yeah. and we have access to everything immediately and and really quick fixes what I offer in coaching is not a quick fix at all, but it's just an amazing journey. And we start with strengths and then we look at things like self-kindness and how we leverage the unique strengths and embrace things like you mentioned gratitude, which is like hugely, hugely impactful for people. And then also releasing and acknowledging shame Mm. from the past because I call it a shame shadow. And often a lot of these limiting beliefs or destructive habits that seem to persist, even though the person knows that they're destructive, 
come from a limiting belief that was born in a moment of shame or failure. And that's often quite early in your life. And so it's about reprogramming your brain to not do the things that it's been trained to do for your entire life based out of a decision that you made when you're five years old. And from that place, then people can start to make really big, bold goals Mm -hmm. by slowly moving towards more confidence, slowly building their confidence in themselves that they can follow through and that they can honour their values and honour their goals and then they can start to make these massive changes in the way that I have done as well. Yeah, and actually I was going to go on to that next in terms of I'm really honest about where my personal struggles have been with confidence and mine I think are always in confidence in success that I have fear of failure a lot and limiting beliefs that success is even though I'm super successful very grateful for where I am now I think it's been something I've really had to battle with along my journey is that I am deserving of this and I am brilliant at what I'm doing and I have something to offer and I'm not going to fail and all of those things what's something that you've really had to personally struggle with and battle When I was 10, I decided that I was not important to others. And funnily enough, a lot of my personality has been built from that moment in that I'm a massive helper. I love Mm. to help people. I derive a lot of my self-worth and energy from helping others. So the job that I'm in is obviously perfect for that. But it comes from a place that is maybe not so perfect or not so positive. And so for me, I've really had to work through this idea that I do matter to the, to people and yeah. that what I have to say is just as important as what everyone else has to say and that I have a right to voice it. And that's been a really difficult journey for me as well, mm. doing what I'm doing now, being in the limelight, giving talks, being on social media, sharing a lot of myself yeah, and also giving up the need to look good. Yeah. So part of what people really resonate with is that, yes, I'm saying I've turned my life around. I've built this dream life for myself, but I'm also showing you the raw sides of that and showing you the struggles and showing you that it's not perfect and that has been a block for me because part of me very much hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wanted or my inner child would very much want me to be perfect and say, look at me achieving this over here. Yeah. But actually the key to helping people and to helping them go on the same journey that I've been has been to be authentic and authentic about the things that are maybe not the things that most people would normally share, I guess. Yeah. We're going on to this. I think that's what makes you so relatable and why the work that you get in the industry is what you get. And I've been exactly the same in terms of it's so important to share your own struggles. And I think that's when you're real and that's when you explain, you know, what well, I've been through this and I've had to go through this and that actually it wasn't a quick fix. And I think that's something you mentioned before. One of the biggest things in our industry is people are desperate for this quick fix and it's getting out of that mentality of no, do you know what? It's going to take you longer. It's taken Mm. me a year, two years to learn to understand my self-worth and my body battles and understanding that I am more than how I look and that everything I had probably done. And even probably why I started some of my business was because I was constantly looking for other people to give me validation. You know, I wanted people to be like, you've done a great job because of something that missed out when I was younger. And I've done many podcasts now with people about how important our childhood is. And I'm assuming that when you work with your clients, a lot of it comes back to like, where has this come from? What is a trigger point in your life? What we have spoken about quite a bit is how when things hit us that knock our confidence. And I know I am, and I know you are a huge advocate of turning breakdowns into breakthroughs, problems into pathways, roadblocks into (laughs) journeys. There's so many ways you can word it, but I guess from both of our elements, we are here because of stuff that happened very badly to us. And we are doing what we're doing because we hit a certain rock bottom. And that's kind of a trend I'm seeing amongst a lot of spiritual leaders, thought coaches, health coaches, How can people do this? If you can give insight into our listeners to how they really can make those changes to their issues, how would you give that in a nutshell? Well, I mean, again, having a coach is obviously an amazing way to do that. But I think being willing to give up looking good and to really take a look at how things are and being honest with where am I right now? What has led to this point? And what is the relationship with myself looking like? And then identifying the most important values to you and your big whys. So why do I want to change? Why do I want this change? And looking at how do my values currently align with what I'm doing? So if your values, for instance, are love and family and giving back to the community, how are you spending your time? Are you giving that love to yourself? Are you giving that love to others? Are you giving back to your community? Or are you spending your time trying to do diets and drinking on the weekends? Mm. And this is one of the first things that I did before I had any coaches when I just finished my counseling for PTSD. And I started looking very simply at what are my values and how do they align with what I'm doing, how I'm spending and what I'm thinking about. And when I realized how out of alignment they were, that's when I could actually start to make really clear changes rather than just saying, I've got to aspire to be a completely different person and getting in touch with what's important to you. And then looking at how that shows up in your day to day, just in really small ways. When you live from that place of being aligned with who you are, that's when you don't feel stuck. That's when you don't feel the need to 
get drunk every weekend or be on a diet or mm. date people who you know are really bad for you because you're living in your truth. We are absolutely going to go on to this living in your truth. But when something hits you and it knocks you back and it cuts off your confidence or it blows you or it makes you so upset for a bit, how can we understand? Because essentially, if you look at it this way, probably unless you'd had that breakdown and you'd gone through all of that counselling, would you really be able to be where you are right now counselling other people? Probably not. So is that something that you think is really key? Like if something knocks our confidence, gets in our way, becomes a bit of a roadblock, how can we physically overcome them and turn them into pathways? How can we physically just go, do you know what? Like, is it a case of surrendering and trusting that that was meant to be because it's taking me somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a sad truth, I guess, but so many of us that are in this industry or doing counselling or coaching or light workers have come from a not so fortunate background or set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I think like you touched on it perfectly, I would not be here. I would not be running this business, doing what I do. I wouldn't be married or with the husband that I'm with if I wasn't the person that had to go through all of those things. And actually a lot of those things then led me to self-exploration, which opened up new doorways, which opened up new opportunities. I wouldn't be in London if this hadn't have happened. I had a resurgence of my PTSD actually last year and it was because I'd stopped drinking alcohol based on some of the work that I was doing and I was trying to get more in touch with my emotions and learn who I was more so because I think it's really important as a coach that you're really self-aware as well and from that resurgence I actually was able to release the traumatic memory that I hadn't been aware of before Mm. and so all of these things even though it can be really hard when you're in the thick of it and you just think this is never going to end, it's not your final destination. And I think to remind yourself to listen for the lessons rather than to soak in your sorrows is just really powerful and really empowering to know that you're learning even through the pain and even through the challenge. That was very beautifully put. Very beautifully put. And I think (laughs) it's true. It is true. Every time something bad happens to me, whether it's quick or takes forever, I always go, oh, wow, that was really meant to happen, you know? And when I ever have done any workshops about building a business or having the belief in yourself to get to where you want to be, I say, you know, I built Alternatively Healthy five years ago. It just laid dormant and kept failing until the timing was right. And I Mm. think that's so key is when things happen to me now, if I'm out of alignment and I've forgotten who I am or I am a little bit, I will lose my shit. And I'm like, oh, God, what was that for? But now everything I look at is like, what is the lesson in this? When I'm there, I'm like, what is my lesson here? And clearly that wasn't meant to be. Or I understand that when things keep going wrong, then that's not meant to be my pathway. Things run smoothly when they're meant to be for you. They will be for you. And when things are meant to be for you, that's also meant to be for you. Since having just that pure mindset in my mind... I think I approach life very differently and when things do hit me, I don't get affected by them because I just know that it's just all meant to be. So what we kind of have touched on, and this is something I do want to like just slightly focus on, is you've talked about being in your truth and we've talked about authenticity a lot and I do think authenticity is such a big word in the industry and I think it makes a lot of sense to people who are perhaps in marketing and branding and PR and coaching, but audiences are probably like, what are you on about when it, some of the feedback I've had back from people is like, I don't understand what you mean by being authentic. What does that mean? Why do I need to be authentic? I'm just a normal person. I know it's something you're really big on and it's something that shines through in all the work that you do, but how can can someone begin to really figure out who they are? 
so that they can actually be authentic? And how can they actually get to understand what their truth is? For me, it started with looking at my values, looking at my strengths, and then looking at what I was good at. And one of the big questions that I've asked myself, and I continue to ask myself a lot of the time is, who am I for people? And what am I leaving behind me in my life? So when I'm 80 years old, and this is a question that I ask a lot of my clients when they start with me, is when you're 80 years old, what do you want to look back on? Yeah. What do you want to leave behind you? You're not going to be, you know, at your funeral and people aren't going to be talking about how you had an amazing handbag or you were yeah. like a size eight and you had an amazing career in marketing. They're going to talk about how you made them feel, what kind of effect that you had on their lives and how you influence them in a positive way. And so for me, when I first did this, and these are actually my business values now too, is that I wanted to inspire, empower, and connect people wherever I go. And so when I set goals or when I'm trying to be myself or say if I'm coming on a podcast like this, rather than sitting there planning about what I'm going to say too much, I'm just thinking like, For me to be authentic, I know that I'm inspiring, empowering, and connecting. And so how am I doing this today? Yeah. I just kind of let that flow from me, and I flow from those core values all the time. And they will differ from every single person. Yours might be love and kindness, and they're certainly not my only values. But for me, being authentic is, again, about giving up, looking good all the time, and being prepared to look bad because – Funnily enough, when you see other people being authentic and vulnerable, that's so admirable, but it's the last thing that we want to show off to anyone else. It's so true. It's kind of like we're scared to be really raw and be ourselves because we're scared of what that might mean. But like we're all scared of actually being what we know we can truly be. And I think it is tough for a lot of people. And it is one of the biggest things that people come to me and they say, and I also think it's one of those things that because it's not a quick fixer, it's not really in the forefront of their mind right at the beginning is, oh, I really need to work on who I am. They get so caught up in the, what am I doing? How am I achieving? How many likes did I get? How many followers did I get today? What job did I get today? And how many people told me something nice today? Instead of who am I? And who am I surrounding myself with? I think comes a lot with that. And we have had many discussions about that, haven't we? About who are the people that we're surrounding ourselves that make us the best version of us? Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the reasons that people get that feeling, particularly in their late 20s and sometimes in their early 30s, of feeling stuck or feeling really disconnected from who they thought they were going Mm. to be is because there is some inauthenticity there. So Mm. they're not living in their true values and their beliefs and desires. And they've maybe succumbed to some external pressure such as like money or wanting to excel in a particular career. And they've lost touch with the original beliefs and desires that they had for their life. And that's why they feel that that awful midlife, what do they call it, a quarter-life crisis because they're being inauthentic without realising it. Yeah, I think it's just doing that self-work. And, I mean, we've covered quite a lot today. One of the things I love doing with these podcasts is really getting to give people as much as they can take home and showcasing you as much as possible so that people understand how they can work with you. So we have touched on it quite a bit, but what are some of the key benefits for someone who might be listening to this going, do you know what, because I have to be honest – Getting myself a mentor is something that I did when I first embarked on being a personal trainer. I invested in a personal trainer for myself and everyone was like, what? You're a personal trainer? You've got a personal trainer? And I was like, yeah. And I have to say he was fundamentally the key to my success as a PT because I learned 
so much from him. There's always so much learning we can do. And I am the biggest advocate of that. And I'm just about to take on another mentor, as we've already discussed. I think I've spent probably two years working on myself and have got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do this alone anymore. I need someone to coach me through it. So as a life coach yourself, and I know you have mentors and coaches, what are the key benefits of someone who might be listening to this to work with a life coach and really take that time to invest in themselves? There's so many different coaches. So it's about finding what's right for you, whether you want something that's bespoke or involves a few different kinds of methodologies. For instance, if you were coming to see me, I use a blend of all different types of coaching and psychology processes. Mm -hmm. But but mostly when people come to see me, they're coming to master their relationship with themselves, their money and their stresses, building their confidence, building their courage and just starting to love the woman that they see in the mirror and not being caught up in the past and caught up in their shortfalls and their emotional baggage yeah. and getting that stuff out of the way so that you can start to accomplish the really big, bold goals that you've maybe not even told anyone about yeah. before. And I also am a big believer of when you actually are sometimes speaking to people, like even in the conversations we've had here and conversations we've had ourselves, you often don't realise things or how you're feeling or what you want or things don't become clear as to where you want to take them until you have those conversations, do they? Until you're physically talking to someone about it. Absolutely. I think the magic of coaching is that often the client's actually the person who's speaking the most in the session and sometimes just having somebody who is completely non-judgmental and listening to you allows you to have that space to verbalize what's going on for you and hear yourself say something out loud rather than just ruminating in your head. Yeah. Even just saying it can be a really powerful way of releasing it and to be heard and to be seen is just beyond powerful. I love being coached and I love being a coach. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And honestly, if you are listening to this and you are thinking of getting a life coach, Amy is someone who I've met very recently and we just connected and clicked. And I have to say, like, there have been countless times I've had conversations with you where I've come away feeling so inspired or you've helped me with a roadblock or you've helped me go oh yeah that's probably not what I want to be doing and this is what I want to be doing and I am the biggest advocate and it's something I've really learned recently is that getting a coach and getting a mentor is just like key to anyone really wanting to find themselves and there's only so far you can take yourself on your own so with that kind of in mind tell people a little bit how you work with them you work with them one-to-one don't you and I know that you're about to or you're working on something super exciting for the new year if you want to share that with anyone yeah. what can people kind of expect from you I know you're doing a lot of events so where can people connect with you and find you and expect to hear from you over the next six to eight months or so well there's so much info on my website so you can go to over there to wellnesswithamy.com and what I offer at the moment is one-on-one coaching and that's obviously very intimately linked with what we've spoken about today it's a very bespoke personalized process where you come and you see me and we work through your personalized individual issues because one size doesn't fit all and I think that's what I like to offer people in this industry rather than a one-size-fits-all program or offering. It's, for me, more rewarding and way more beneficial for people when it's tailored to exactly what you're going through. So that's what I offer for one-on-one coaching. But I am launching an online program on October 29th. 
<laughs> Feels good to, to announce that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that will be a group online coaching program, an eight-week process leading up to Christmas, I guess like a Christmas gift to you. And that's all about confidence and setting goals in a way that is supportive and long-lasting and is going to make a meaningful difference to your life mm-hmm. with women who are in the same boat. So it's going to be a community supportive experience led by me. Sounds amazing I want to be part of it and just to finish it off if you can give our listeners one little take home today to help them feel more confident what would it be one little nugget of wisdom I would say it is time for you to own your light and own exactly who you are right now without fixing or changing and if you've been thinking about how you want to show up how you want to be more confident then this is your sign this is it you are great as you are and it's okay to want to develop yourself but it starts with leveraging your strengths and who you already are without having to fix or change that and how do you bring that into every day that will be unique to you but showing up as yourself and taking really small actions every day towards leveraging the unique and awesome and weirdly wonderful person that you are because inner confidence comes from being who you are not being confident on the outside as a way to look like something that you think looks great. Beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Guys, everything about Amy will be below in the show notes. You can find her on wellnesswithamy.com. Yeah. And then wellnesswithamy on Instagram. Connect with her. Honestly, she's one of the most personal people I've met in my recent work here on this industry. And I am super excited to watch your success grow because you are a force, young lady. You are a force. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that I got to come on today. Thank you so much for being here. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Rabin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.